There have been many Thanksgiving messages and many worship services from this 103rd Psalm, most likely usually from the first five verses. I don't know if it was in here with the teenagers or at the villas, but I know that I have shared the first five verses anyway this time of year. But this entire psalm is a psalm of praise to God. I've never shared the entire one uh, for a Thanksgiving message, but we're going to look at it all tonight. You, f- you find, a, you find a praises to the Lord in Psalm all, all around this 103rd Psalm. The 104th Psalm is a psalm of praise to God's care over His creation. The 105th Psalm is a psalm of praise for God's wonderful acts on behalf of Israel. The 106th Psalm is a psalm of praise for God's long-suffering. We call the 100th Psalm the Thanksgiving Psalm. There are so many right in here that are just very appropriate and right on time to maybe read to the family before asking the blessing upon the food on Thanksgiving. But we're going to look at the 103rd Psalm. And in the beginning of the Psalm, we're going to praise the Lord for all of His benefits to His children. In this Psalm, we do not find a request that is made to God. Just praise given to God. I know that we can go to God anytime we want and and ask Him and, and make our requests known to Him. And we can do that and we we should do that. But I tell you what, we keep praising the Lord and looking at blessing His name. And it's it's not going to be just about going to God for what we can get for him from Him. Because there is something that we can give to Him. We can give Him praise and we can bless His name. He sure blesses us. And, you know, His blessings are not earned, but they are found down the path of His will. That, that's where we are going to be blessed in obedience to Him. And what we have pointed out to us here is that for His benefits, that we would not forget His benefits to us. It's one thing to make requests to God. It's one thing to be blessed by God. But then to turn around and to give Him thanks and to not forget the blessings we've received from Him. In this psalm of praise, it begins with personal and individual praise. It goes on to Israel's praise to God that is due. And then we end with universal praise. So let us look at personal praise, which is, which is very common and familiar this time of year in this psalm, at the, in the first five verses. David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, 
who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The psalmist, as I said, doesn't make requests to God here. He begins with blessings to be given to the Lord. We delight the heart of God when we bless His name, when we express our love and our gratitude to Him. That blesses God from us. Every parent loves to have a respectful, thankful child who expresses their love to the parent. Hey, it's the same with God. And David knew this, so he says, all that is within me, it's to be everything within us blessing the Lord's holy name. All of our inner, be- inner being is the understanding here. or what, As what we've read in the Gospels over and over so many times, that we're to love the Lord with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. And, and that's the line that David is on. All that is within us is to give blessings to the Lord and to not forget His benefits. One preacher had some extended family and they were Swedish. They were Christians and they were Swedish. And they would ask the blessing on the food. Everyone would sit down and eat. And then after they ate, they would pray again and thank God for the food that they just had. Hey, that's a pretty good practice so that we would not forget all of the benefits of the Lord. Many times Moses encouraged the people of God to not forget the and to remember all the things that God had done for them. So six special blessings that we have here. These benefits that we're to remember. These, these make whole sermons. I remember a, a whole sermon on these. But we have forgiveness here. We have healing here. We have redemption here. This is all personal love and satisfaction and renewal. Forget not the Lord's benefits. He forgives sinners. That, that, do, that just doesn't get old. And it's, it's a miracle that a holy God would forgive a sinner. But He used His Son to be the reconciler to bring us back to God so that He can forgive us. He forgives sinners and He can heal every single disease. God is able. And eventually, He is going to heal every single disease. When He takes us home to heaven, at the very latest, they're going to be healed. And this happens many times in this life. He has redeemed us from the pit of hell. I tell you what, I believe in hell just as much as I believe in heaven. And what a blessing it is that that we don't have to be hell scared at all. The old country preacher said, I couldn't go to hell if I wanted to. 
And, and so what, what a blessing that we have been redeemed from the pit of hell. And then the crowning, he crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. David was a king. David was crowned king. But there is no crown that measures up to the one that the Lord gives in his love, in his loving kindness and his tender mercies. But we see something else here of a benefit. Who satisfieth. Let me just stop right there on that word. Uh, that, that takes me back to some lost days I was in before I was saved. And I was looking to be satisfied by the things of the world. Not necessarily what you would call in, in a sinful way. It, but I mean, ultimately it was sin. But, but I was looking to be satisfied by things in the world, and, and they just didn't satisfy, you know. And that does, doesn't just go here for Texas. I just had to talk with Brandon, and it doesn't satisfy where he's at either. The, the, the world just doesn't satisfy. People, people run that trail, and they long to be satisfied by the world. There are promises that the world satisfies, but it doesn't. But Jesus Christ... He satisfies. The satisfied people who I have seen in this life are those who know the Lord Jesus Christ and they live for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where I see contentment. And that's where I see satisfaction. And Jesus Christ promises to satisfy and He doesn't break His promises. He satisfies in all stages of life. Praise the Lord for the teenager who walks a different walk, that walk with the Lord knowing that He will satisfy. They are content to wait. They are content to be obedient to the Lord and to trust Him and they wait and a teenager can find satisfaction in the Lord Jesus Christ. But not only that, the aged can find satisfaction in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one who can give us the desires of our heart even, as well as meeting our daily need. And He can give strength to those. It says, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. And you might have some seasoned saints saying, I'd like to have a little more of that. But I tell you what, I see some who are having that strength. I don't mean to be calling out people tonight, but I tell you what, Nolan and Joanne have, have been through quite a bit. And, and every time they're able to be here, they are here. And, and they are able to get through the motion. I, I, I wish the trip to the hospitals would quit for them. But, but God has given them the strength to get through it. And, 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 and we're praying home once again tomorrow for them. And, and He does give us that strength. And, and so these are personal reasons for us to bless our personal God for the benefits that He gives. Don't forget the benefits of the Lord. And, and remember those things that, that He has done for us. Give Him individual praise for those things. But now let's look in verses 6 through 18 at Israel's praise. It says, The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known His ways unto Moses, His acts unto the children of Israel. 
The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will He keep His anger forever. You ready for this? He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heaven, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth it. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear Him, and His righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep His covenant, and to those that remember His commandments to do them." Israel was always very blessed of the Lord. And they were obligated to give God thanks and praise with a grateful heart. In verse 6 it says, The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. The Lord is the righteous deliverer of Israel. He delivered His people. He not only delivered them from Egypt, God rescued them over and over and over throughout history. He constantly helped them in their battles. He's the one who gave them victory on the battlefield. They were in situations where there was no way that they in and of themselves could have victory. But God gave Israel victory. He led them by the cloud. He led them by the fire. He led them by His Word. He led them by the prophets. The people knew the way that God was leading them. And Moses knew the why as to what God was doing to lead them. He was extra good to his people Israel through it all. Moses learned about God on Sinai. And God gave him the insight as, as, as the, to the why of what was going on with Israel. And so he took care of them. Israel didn't deserve it. But God was gracious to them anyway. God always had forgiveness for His people because He knew that one day His Son was going to come to this earth and He was going to die on the cross for all of our sins and be buried and raised again. And so there was faith in the Messiah in that day knowing that there was forgiveness for all of God's people. Psalm 86.15 says, The Lord art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. It, 
you think of, we liken things unto God's courtroom, not knowing exactly how things are going to be in a lot of ways, but we know, we know that the Lord is both the judge and the prosecuting attorney. And he has all the evidence he needs to find us guilty. He has everything he needs to condemn us. And yet, that's not what he does. Instead, there is full and free forgiveness for the children of God. We have a judge as our father. And we have Jesus as our Savior. And there is full and free forgiveness for all who will receive Him. And the case gets kicked out of court when we have placed our faith in Jesus. The God the Father as judge can look to His Son and He can say they're covered in the blood. Let them pass. And, and he's, never, he's never lost a case for anyone who has trusted in the Lord Jesus as their Savior. We deserve the punishment for our sins, but it was laid upon Jesus Christ instead. And He took it in our stead for all of us. And you kind of maybe picture David here looking up and looking from side to side concerning sin. And he says, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. David looks up. And David looks from side to side as far as possible. And, and the releasing of that scapegoat being that picture of our sins taken away from us, carried far away. What a reason for Israel to give the Lord praise. He, the Lord knows who he's dealing with. It says in verse 10, He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Verse 14, For He knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. Some people are trying to stack themselves up and build themselves up to be more than that. I'm thankful to take a deep breath and to know that the Lord knows exactly what I am and that I can know that there's no way to be acceptable by God upon my own, but the Lord knows exactly what we are and He sent His Son in our place and we get to have His Son as our Lord and Savior for forgiveness. What praise should be given to the Lord. What praise Israel had to give to the Lord. In, the, in Isaiah 118, it says, Though your, skin, your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 38, 17 says, For thou hast cast my sins behind thy back. 43, 25. 
5 says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Glory to God. He blots out our transgressions for his own sake. Give him glory for what he's done for us. That is our purpose in life. Jeremiah 31, 34 says of Israel's sins that the Lord will remember them no more. Thank God for His grace. Grace has taken away our sins. It is in God's grace and in God's love in His grace that God has paid the price through His Son for us. Were it not for the death of the sinless Son of God, there could be no forgiveness of sins for anyone. There could be no forgiveness whatsoever. Only Jesus, only Jesus has satisfied a holy God and His law. Anything and everything and everyone else comes short. Romans chapter 3, I'm going to turn over there and read a few verses in 24 through 26. It says, being justified freely by His grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. We have been given believing. God is the one who is just and He is the justifier. How does God have the right to give us the right to go to heaven because God can't just do anything He wants. He doesn't just cut corners. He has to be right and righteous in all that He does. He has set forth the penalty for sin. He set forth that penalty for mankind. So God became a man for us who lived a perfect life that satisfied God. He, he died a death that satisfied the justice of God. We know it satisfied God because God raised His Son up from the grave. And there is victory over death, hell, the grave, and all of our sin in Jesus Christ. God did that through His Son so that He is just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. God does things right. God does things according to His Word, and He doesn't back down from His Word. Though we are not worth saving, we have been welcomed to share heaven for eternity with the Lord God. Israel can surely praise God for this. And so can we individually we can give praise to God. Let us together as the family of God with the most important thing in life in common, give praise to God together for this as Israel gives God praise. We not only see individual praise, 
we not only see Israel's play, praise, but we see praise that's due from the whole universe. Verses 19 through 22. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I had a neighbor, kind of a neighbor for a while. A man lived with his dog on my street. He was, he was in his mid-90s. And man, he did real good. He got that walker out, and he, he would walk the whole block. And, and I would time it to where I'd go out to the mailbox about the time he was coming by. And we had some talks. We had some spiritual talks. And, well, I, I spoke, and he listened. And, and so I, I went as long as he'd listen. I had a preacher tell me when I started, when I got saved and started preaching, any, I, I said, I feel bad just, just talking to that cult for sitting there for two hours. And they said, hey, if they will listen, tell them. Anyone who will listen, you tell them the truth. So, so this man would walk by and I would go out there and he would listen. After several weeks and several times of this, he said, well, there's a great probability that there is life on other planets. And so with that being the case, I can't believe in your God. And I said, why not? Because my God, it, it, he's not just the God of the earth. He's the God of the universe. I don't believe there's life on these other planets, but, but, but if there were, it's a, it's a planet God put there, and He knows about that life and put that life there. So you're still good. You can believe in my God if you would. I, I hope that He did. He, he would, I didn't know this until after He passed away, but he, He'd say, well, I'm going to go on a walk, but I know that reverend's going to come outside when I do. I t hopefully... Hopefully he listened to that reverend, and I hope he's in heaven today, maybe. When we worship the Lord, we're worshiping the king of the universe. He is sovereign over all the stars and all the planets. The 33rd Psalm in the 6th verse says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. Isaiah 26 says, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things that bringeth out their host by number? He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. God is the God of the universe, of all of the galaxies. He has created it all. John heard that choir. He heard that 
of all creation praising the Lord. That, that high-powered choir that Nolan wants to be part of in heaven one day. He's going to be. And I'm going to sound beautiful when I sing, by the way. And, and so are you. And, 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 and so in, in Revelation 5.13, it says, this is what John heard. It says, And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing, and honor, and glory, and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I can't wait to be part of that anthem in that way in that day, and, and for all of us to be one day we're going to join that choir. Well, we've come down to praise is due from everything that has breath from all the universe to God. But David closes this personally. He closes this with, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Why not? Why not go back to closing this in personal praise? Because nothing and no one can give praise the way God's children can give praise. The Lord has saved us. The angels rejoice at that, but the angels do not know this experience of salvation. We are God's peculiar people. And everything that has breath can praise the Lord. But who can praise the Lord like God's people? And the, the creating handiwork and blood work that He has done for all of our lives. What a high privilege that we have to give praise to the Lord. I, I haven't meant for this to be intentionally to be happening, but, but it's real good if we show up to give, to give God praise. You know, it's real good to go to the Lord in prayer sometimes and say, Lord, I... I'm just not here to ask you for a single thing right now. I'm just here to give you praise for who you are. And, and if you do nothing right now, which you're always doing something, but, but I'm not thinking about it, don't need to think about anything you'll do right now, just, just all that you've already done. If you never did any more, I have reason to praise you all through eternity. Let us, let us give to God. He blesses us. Let us bless His holy name. You know, that, that's going to be the character of truly a thankful and a grateful heart. That we will give God thanks. That we will give God praise in all things. Well, the, you don't, you're not going to get many short messages on, on a short night, but we, but we, uh, but we have that tonight. And um, sometimes to... To say less is more, is what I understand. And, and so I'm going to trust that tonight. 
let us praise the Lord. And we're not going to have an invitation. Your, your invitation is from right now until you leave. If there is something on your heart, there, not only myself, but there are deacons and there are others here who would be glad to, to help you and to share with you. So, so don't leave God's house before doing business with God in whatever way you will. And, and it's good to see Terry Metter with us tonight. And I'm going to ask my brother if he'll close us in a word of prayer. God bless you all and we'll see you Tuesday night. And by the way, get ready to, to praise the Lord. It's going to be another short message Tuesday night because it's your turn for you to give praise to God in our Thanksgiving service. And we'll see you at 7. God bless you all.